Hello, Guru Fateh. Welcome to the Sikhcast. My name is Manpreet Singh. Thank you for being here. We are back with our 12 Guru series. And today we have the 8th Guru, Guru Harkishan Sahib Ji, that we're going to talk about today. And with me, I have Indipreet as always. Indipreet Singh, Guru Fateh. So Indipreet, we're on the 8th Guru, Guru Harkishan Sahib Ji. Please uh, take it away. Let's dive into it. Sure, sure. I think from uh, it, it's obvious from from last time uh, on Guru Harai Sahib, um, it was mentioned that uh, Guru Harai Sahib passed on the guruship to Guru Harkishanji, and the whole complications of his older son Ram Rai, who had uh, gone to Delhi and uh, you know didn't uh, didn't present the Sikh sovereignty in the in the manner that was you know, um, p- part of the House of Nanak, which caused Guru, uh, Guru Harraiji to disown Ram Rai and, you know, basically disinherit him from the whole family and from Sikhi. So um, what's very interesting for me to begin with is the age question, right? Um, what, what, as, as I was preparing for this, what I realized also is Ram Rai, when he, was, when he went to Delhi, to you know um have that encounter with Aurangzeb was also only a young child of 13 years old he was only 6 years older than guru harkrishan so guru harkrishan becomes guru at the age of 5 he passes away uh, towards the age of 8 almost 9 uh, and this is all happening within a span of 5 or 6 years so ramrai is is uh, still the age of uh, um 16 years old when Guru Hart Krishnji passes away and blesses the Guruship to, um, and we'll talk about it, and Guru Tegbalaji. So, point is, in the early uh, part of the Gurus, Guru Amar Dasji was one who broke the norms of what age really means um, in the worldly sense. And at the age of 62, he was able to change his ways. Here, there are two young boys in the house of Guru Haraiji. Both of them are very well established from a very young age, but, but the Guruship, the, the ability to lead the house of Nanak, the Guruship of, of, of the house of Nanak, uh, lays upon the shoulders of a young five-year-old. Guru Harkrishan, in all the different books that you would read about his uh, life, has many very interesting quote-unquote nicknames. Some call him uh, Bala Guru. Uh, the Muslims were known to have called him Bala Peer. Um, we all know that he stayed in uh, the the Haveli of Mirza Jaising. Jaising's wife was the, or one of his wives, the, the Patrani they call, call her. Her name was Anandkor. She uh, called, uh, or is known to have called her, him Bal Mukand. Mukand is another term for Krishan, the Krishan of the Hindu uh, Hindu faith. And uh, other, there's another writer that has called him Ashtam Balbira, the eighth, uh, you know, Balbira meaning like the Surma, the the um, you know the saint soldier, so to speak. So very interesting names again, all. Um, connotating his young age of Baal or Bala, which which is uh, you know means child. So he was a child guru. Um, sometimes also referred to as Bala Pritam, but very interestingly, Bala Pritam was also a nickname given to Guru Gobind Singh Ji when he, as he grew up in in Patna, in one of the chroniclers of the of the history. So um, I want to spend two minutes just to talk about all of the different um, 
individuals and personalities that are involved in this story of Guru Harkrishan Saab. And it's very interesting. So first we should know that obviously Guru um, Harkrishan's father was Guru Har Raiji. And uh, Manpreet, here's an interesting thing again. Uh, I, in all of the, so I read two um, books, not the original manuscripts, but have very, very uh, detailed references to the standard uh, genre of, of books that we talked about, the literature like Suraj Prakash or the Prakash genre. There's a Gurbilas genre as well. Um, but uh, one book in English, Life of Guru Harkrishan, a biography and history by Tulochan Singh. It's approximately 170, 180 pages worth of lots and lots of detail and references. One is in Punjabi, Sadhbir Singh, Ashtam Balbira, another 170 pages, that's in Punjabi. So all of their references <coughs> point to the mother of Guru Harkrishan Sahib, which is obviously the wife of Guru Harajji, and lots of controversies and lots of stories about uh, he had seven wives in one manuscript, and he had, but, but the older manuscript, both of them at least are on the same page, which I found very refreshing, is that his mother's, uh, his mother was only one. I mean, Guru Harajji's wife was only one, her name in their context was Mata Sulakhni. Other references, uh, and even the uh, SCPC website says Guru uh, Harajji's wife was Mata Krishankor, parentheses Sulakhni. <laughs> so um, the whole idea about names being distorted, especially of uh, our her history, is uh, comes to f uh, fruition over here as well in, in Guru Har Krishnaji's story. But uh, Mata Sulakhni is what I'll use in, in the whole uh, story. Now, his grandfather, so Guru Haraji's father was Baba Gurditta. Baba Gurditta Ji was the son of Guru Har Ji. And so remember now that his grand uncle, meaning a brother of Baba Gurditta Ji, was Baba Tegh Bahadur, who then became Guru Tegh Bahadur. His uncle or his, his father's cousin, first cousin, would be then Guru Gobind Singh Ji, whom they never met, of course. Uh, but very interestingly, in the future history, when we'll, we'll go over it, Guru Gobind Singh Ji did meet Ram Rai. Ram Rai was residing in Dehradun, and right near Dehradun is Ponta Sahib, and there's a beautiful, intricate story about with the reason why Ram Rai wanted to meet Guru Gobind Singh Ji, and he did. Like I already said, his brother was Ram Rai, only 16 years old uh, when Guru Krishna passed away. His distant cousin was Tirmal, one of Priti Chan's descendants, also a key figure in all of these things that's going on. So this is all family. Then important personalities. Towards the end of Guru Har Rai Ji's uh, episode, you may have remembered the name of Dargamal. He was a senior member of like the Guru's, you know, um, close, um, you know, senior six. And he remained, after Guru Harajji's passing away, he, he remained a close confidant of Guru Harkrishanji, along with his mother, Amata um, Sulakhni. So his name was Dargamal. Another um, personality, the names are very complicated because they're the same, is Baba, Bhai Gurditta. Bhai Gurditta is not Baba Gurditta, his grandfather, but a descendant of Baba Buddhaji. When uh, Guru Harkrishan was passing away, he summoned Pai Gurditta Ji to, you know, uh, do a, a small ceremony to then name Baba Bakala on Guru Tegh Bahadur Ji's ascension. 
The other one, of course, where he stayed in Delhi was Mirza Raja Jaising and his Rani Anandkor. And um, another name, Bai Gurbaksh, just, just his name is simply Bai Gurbaksh. He was the confidant of Ram Rai. So the whole story of the clash of Ram Rai with Guru Har Rai Ji, the clash of Ram Rai with Guru Har Krishna Ji, a lot of our chroniclers are, are portraying that it wasn't Ram Rai himself. He was being misled by his group of confidants, and the major leader of that group was Gurbaksh. Um, so I'll stop there. Those are all <laughs> I bombarded you guys with lots of different uh, names of people um, and, and kind of explaining what's going on. It's, it's, because it is kind of like an intrigue of the courts. And, you know, if you see a movie of all of the different uh, groups trying to connive, trying to influence, trying uh, and, and have, uh, have a say in, in, in what's going on in the royal courts, Guru Harkashan's story, Guru Harkashan Sahib's story, which many believe is very short, two pages in any kind of Sikh history book, or maybe two paragraphs sometimes, is so much is going on as far as political intrigue, economic intrigue, spiritual you know, intrigue. The Brahmins are also attacking Guru Sahib from one side. His family members are attacking from the other side. Masans who are, you know, these confidants of the gurus. Um, so on one side, there are masans that were in the good books of the guru, and there were masans that were in the bad books, Gurbaksh of Ram Rai. Um, a lot of stuff is going on. It's a good picture you painted with the whole family tree. I don't think a lot mm-hmm. of uh, people, when they think of uh, Guru Krishna Sahib, think of all the people and what was happening around him and all the personalities around him. And uh, he got the guruship when he was very young, uh, five years old. So it's a lot for a kid. And how he dealt with that situation was uh, pretty remarkable. Exactly, exactly. So, and, and the most uh, important situation he had to deal with was his father. So let's continue on now with the story. So he's, he's born in Kiratpur. Uh, he's living in Kiratpur. Guru Harai Sahib is there. Kiratpur Sahib, all right, it's on its way. If you go from Chandigarh north towards Anandpur Sahib, Kiratpur falls in between. And when Guru Harai Ji is anointing him, so Guru Harai Ji anoints him as Guru Sahib while Guru Harai Ji was living. And it says that 14, 14 days or so after is when Guru Harai Ji passed. I want to read just a little bit on what Guru Harai Ji asked him to, to take care of in, in his guruship. Um, so it's, and this is from the Lochan Singh's book. It's a translation. The Lochan Singh translated a lot of, um, um, paragraphs from Suraj Prakash. So this is from the Suraj Prakash. And I'm just going to read it as is. It was quite a colorful type of, uh, um, translation. Listen, my son, to my final instructions. Scrupulously avoid meeting the Emperor Aurangzeb and never visit his court under any temptation. You know what fate your brother has suffered by doing so. Fear not any earthly king, least of all Aurangzeb, and consider only Vaigru as the true king of kings. So this was essentially Guru Haraji's last um, instruction to the, the soon-to-be Guru Har Krishna. Uh, and, and that is what Guru Har Krishna, with all the other you know, virtues of Baba Guru Nanak's house. He had this, this, uh, you know, the situational uh, uh, issue to always uh, consider, which is never meet or never 
in any circumstance. You know, what, what typically used to happen is the gurus would meet at neutral ground, um, and, and that has happened in the past. Or they were summoned and arrested, and that's the only meeting in, in an arrest situation. What Guru Haraiji is saying, don't even create a situation that you might have to meet with Guru, uh, with, with, with Aurangzeb, which I found to be, to be very interesting. But this is what happens, of course. Ram Rai is in, is in Delhi and has become, you know, kind of a favorite of, of Aurangzeb. His masans are trying to, you know, they get really upset when Guru Haraiji establishes Guru Har Krishna as the Guru. <clears throat> so the, in the Punjab and other regions, now there's a masand to masand fight going on. The, the Ram Rai's party is trying to tell the Sikhs, oh, Ram Rai, because you know the Mughal emperor is is his favorite, uh, deserves to be guru. Uh, who, how can a young young kid be guru? So, so all Ram Rai's entourage is going around the villages, trying to um, you know coerce the the six who hadn't had a vision of the guru yet, um, or got the news and trying to convert them. And on the other side, uh, Guru Hare Krishnaji, there's a council that gets called and. Um, as I said, Dargamo, he then has this group of Masans go out and establish that, hey, Guru Harai has passed and Guru Hare Krishna is now our true Guru. So that fight is going on in the villages across Punjab and, and everywhere. This, uh, but Guru uh, Hare Krishna, you know, with, 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 you know, the seriousness of the, the leadership that he has on his hands, is running the day-to-day affairs of the Darbar. Of course, don't forget, uh, Guru Haraiji had the cavalry of 22 horsemen. They didn't vanish when Guru Haraiji went away. Guru, uh, Guru Krishna Saab had the same cavalry. So the Sikh army is mentioned uh, in many of the uh, chroniclers that the Sikh army resides and is always in, at ready to protect Guru Krishna when everything comes. Two years uh, basically like that passes at Kiratpur Saab. Um, Aurangzeb is now doing his other, um, uh, you know, things are around the country. Uh, it is said that he was way up in Kashmir uh, trying to, um, you know, establish, um, you know, he had become the more fanatical Aurangzeb that everyone knows in history as, and he was starting over there. Uh, but two years later, he's on his way back, and he comes back to Delhi. Ram Rai also then comes back, and because of that jealousy that continued for two years, he's he's convincing Aurangzeb and insistent that you should summon Guru Har Krishna uh, over here and establish me as the real Guru of of the six. So so what happens every time in religious issues you go and you connive with the politicians <laughs> what happened back then what is happening today as well in, in, in many scenarios so this is what the summons did occur but Aurangzeb had another of his uh, confidants his name was Mirza, Mirza Raja Jaising who's a very guru Krishna Satin, but but Raja Jasing's family has some connection with the Sikhs through Akbar way back way back then. But he's a well-established politician, diplomat of the time, in the good books of Aurangzeb, but also in the good books of the Sikhs of Delhi. He um, requests humbly as a, as uh, as a as a Sikh uh, of, of Guru Hari Krishnji to come to Delhi because the Sikhs of Delhi 
really want his darshan or really want it. And it is well known, or Guru Harikrishnanji knows that the summons is also there from Aurangzeb, but the way it's presented is Jaya Singh is saying, please come, you will be my guest, you will only have to um, you know, uh, meet with the six of Delhi, uh, not meet with Aurangzeb. So Guru Harikrishnan knows all the child that is going on and he writes back and he goes if if the six of delhi and raja jasing really want me to come i will indeed come but uh he he asserts and there and there's references to letters that were written he asserts that he will not allow aurangzeb to meet him or will not go to meet aurangzeb as well so and that's that's what uh, eventually um so it's about two years after um, of his guruship is when he uh, uh, travels on the path to Delhi. But guess what? There are so many episodes of his life that occurred even on the way to Delhi. Uh, it, it's really, really amazing. And uh, everyone knows the story of a, a pundit who challenged Guru Guru Harkashanji that how can I see small young boy be a guru and uh, um, you, you, you've heard of that uh, Saki about the um, um, where uh, a dumb or mute from the village ends up reciting the Gita Manpreet have you heard uh, that Saki what, what, do you, what are some of the things you remember about that Saki yeah I've heard that Saki uh, what do I remember I remember that Guru Harkashanji is there the pundit, I guess, is uh, asking for, uh, like you said, the mukai to do it. And the story I know is Guru Krishnji said, yeah, sure, he could do it. And I don't know if he taps him or the stick, I don't know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he starts right. reciting the prayers. That's exactly is. that's exactly what what all of us all <laughs> grew up with. Yeah, we were learning in our council schools that Guru Krishnji, even so young, not only does he know all of the you know the holy books of the of of the hindus but he can he can enable others to also know so wisdom or knowledge is not confined to any specific caste or any so so that's the, that's the moral of the story but let me paint a picture of what's really going on so guru hari krishan starts his journey and when the six sangats realize what he's doing they all hear about the threat of aurangzeb but they all hear that Guru Krishna is still so boldly, so courageously going to meet the Sikhs of Delhi. Um, they, they really get nervous. So, so all of the Sangats all around kind of wanted to get, they, they didn't even get a chance to be in the presence of their, their Guru. And we all know that every year there were certain festivals in which all the Sikhs would gather and then, um, and it started in Guru Amardasi's time. It was the time of Vesakhi, the time of Diwali, and you know some debates are there, but the Shara time frame as well. So three, three uh, definite times during during the year, which was standard festival time for even other faiths, other cultures. But the six, you know, uh, took it upon, and and it was time to. Um, kind of gather near the Guru. So the time that he was going was around the Vasaki time frame. So there's a place near Ambala called Panjokra. 
and this is where the it was a, it was a barren piece of land, but this is where the guru sets his his headquarters, and thousands and thousands of Sikh sangat from abroad. It's 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 told in the chroniclers right from Kabul from you know, beyond uh, um, uh, Kabul as well, all the way up from Kashmir, and then from the east, Sikhs are coming and joining in. And <laughs> what happens is when when people see this going on, first of all, Aurangzeb has spies everywhere. And secondly, people who are uh, like, quote-unquote, religious and go on theatras, when they see crowds, they, it's like per child. Everyone wants to know what's going on, what's the big deal. And this is where Pandit Lalchand came in, is that he saw a huge crowd gathering. He thought it must be some kind of, you know, either political king or some spiritual a religion, a religious master. And he had this you know, uh, ego in him that he has been able to, he would travel with loads and loads of books that he used to have, have has mastered along with all of his disciples and students. So he's like, I want to figure out what's going on. And when, when he found out, this is the first time I ever read that one of the reasons was not that he was because he was a little boy and he didn't believe that a little boy can be a guru. But he was also upset that the boy's name was Hare Krishna. He was like, you have the name of Hare Krishna uh, and Krishna, and, and how can you, you know, mimic the, the Krishna of, the, of, the, of you know, his kind of uh, in the denomination that he believed in, that he was, he was a Brahmin, obviously, of the highest caste, and um, wanted to challenge, and he challenged Guru Hare Krishna Ji with all of this back and forth about he can, there's no way that he can know the, the do the katha of the Gita in front of the thousands of sangats. Every day there was a kirtan dabar. Every there there was a, you know, audience with the guru and guru would bless everyone. Um, and, and this was the intense situation at that time. And on top of that, here's a Brahmin challenging our guru. Um, and and the rest of the story is everybody knows. So I just wanted to paint that picture of the the, the kind of what's going on. The Sikh Sangats were so attached to the Guru, they actually started following him because uh, the, the spies of Aurangzeb said, "Hey, this this Guru who's coming to Delhi, there's something going on. Everyone's really attracted to him. He could be a political threat to you." So a message came again from Raj uh, saying that please come quickly. The the Sikhs of Delhi are waiting. <laughs> and uh, Guru Krishna goes and he goes, okay, I can't go with the thousands of people. Things are going to be chaotic if that happens. Everyone was ready that if any Aurangzeb does anything to our Guru, we're going to, you know, get the Sikh army and we're going to, you know, battle to the death. So Guru Krishna, it is known, is drew a line at the edge of Panjokra and said, everyone go back to your homes. And he only took a small entourage with him, which was Dargamal, Bhaigurditta, uh, his mother, Mata Sulakni, and a few others. This is what the story goes. And then he ended up in Delhi. Indipreet, I also want to note that when the pundit was like uh, to the, you know, show me, you know, let's see if this deaf guy could uh, recite the Gita. You also have in your notes that the guy, so the pundit is Brahmin, right? And yeah. the guy is a Shudra. Yes. Which is... Yes. Which is, I think, in his historical. Con I mean, you could give it more than me, but they're like they're very they're very low caste 
exactly. mean, from all the casts back in the day, even today, or were all the casts yeah. back in the day, uh, they're very low cast. And I've even heard that they don't, uh, which I even think this is more powerful now that I think about it, that they don't even let the low cast recite the Gita because they're like, this is not for you, you know? That is that is exactly the point Guru Hare Krishna was making. <laughs> that is exactly the point. Pandit Lal Chand, and, and you know, again, Suraj Prakash has this in, in gory detail, and so does other other um, uh, uh, literature, that how dare the Shudra can speak or read Sanskrit, right? They're not allowed to read Sanskrit, which was the, the religious language that was only confined to the, to the Pandits. And uh, okay, um, Hare Krishna is not of the Shudra caste, so maybe he, you know, he was blessed, and you know, because of such royalty, he got all of the teachers to teach him um, uh, Sanskrit. I can believe that, but there's no way a Shudra can can even know or read Sanskrit. And the story goes, of course, that not only did he recite with the right, so, so reciting the the shastras is is very very difficult. Um, there's, there's intonation, there's all of these different pronunciations that are difficult. So Chajuram, who was the Shudra's name, um, was able to recite it beautifully, but then he did a katha of it as well and beyond. And, and Pandit Lal Chand, uh, believe it or not, um, obviously changed, fell at the Guru's feet, became a Sikh of the Guru. Uh, the Chronicles write, he took Charanamrit and became a Sikh of the Guru. And he became a, a basically a preacher or, or a, a missionary of of the six, and and took care of the where he, the Panjokra, where that area where Guru Sab stayed, um, yeah, his descendants uh, for many many years continued to take care of that Taramsala as well. So you know, completely shattering the Brahmin's mindset, or forget about the Brahmin, but a mindset that education, knowledge, or the study of spirituality is confined to any echelon of society. You know, it's the ikonkar idea is completely equal access to all. That is exactly yeah. what the story was about. Yeah. 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 No, it's great because that's what you miss when in your Kalsa schools, when they tell you that story, they, they mm -hmm. forget the caste part. Maybe maybe people are very young when they're getting the story. Uh, who knows? But, uh, you know, that is the main point, that it's, uh, that uh, you know, this is for everybody. There is no caste, mm -hmm. you know, so it's very well said. Right. All right. Right. Move so on. now we <laughs> arrive in yeah. Delhi. So we're, we're arrived in Delhi, and um, the, the, there was a huge, so the typical royal way of of arriving at some other city is at the outskirts of a city, there's a welcoming party. So, and that's exactly what Raja Jasing did. And he, him, his, his son, his, his family, and all of the nobles of his clan, they all gathered along with the, you know, well-known Sikhs of Delhi, welcomed the Guru, to had a palaquin, it's called, you know, a palki, and, and took the Guru and Mata Sulakhani to this area, which is today we all know as Bangla Sab, which was his. So Raja Jasing was very, very well established. He had you know, palaces, they say, all the way into back in Rajasthan. He was from Rajput descent, of course. And uh, so this was one of his, like, choicest mansions, and Guru Saab and Antaraj were um, made, you know, honored guests over there. 
And from there, every day, Guru Sahib would go out and have an audience with the Sangat. Uh, Kirtaniya, they, they say Sujan. Sujan is a, the old school way of saying uh, Kirtaniya. They would do the Kirtan, he would do the sermon, uh, uh, you know, the Katha and Vichar and bless, bless the Sikhs of Delhi. Now, what was going on while he was there, uh, mind you, is Ram Rai was also there. So for those that know the geography of Delhi, there is an area of Delhi, also Guru Nanak has visited that place. It's called Majnu Katilla. So there's a Gurdwara there. And that's where Ram Rai was established. And Guru Harkishanji was established here in, in Banglasar, which is near the Kanak place side of, of things in Delhi. All, uh, Majnu Katilla is closer to the banks of the Jamna River, which passes by Delhi. Now, Gurbaksh, the Masand of, of Ram Rai, and he's and his guys. They're saying, "Oh, any moment now, Guru Krishna is going to have the audience of Aurangzeb, and that will break the promise of Guru Haraji, and we can then prove he he's not strong. We are the true, you know, uh, descendants of the Guru. So all this conniving and scheming is going on. Uh, I forgot to mention within those two years after uh, after Guru Haraji. Uh, oh, actually, no, sorry, before the, the passing away of Guru Haraiji, Ram Rai was basically, he was trying his best to get back into the good books of his father because of all the mistakes he made when he showed the miracles and, and changed the Bani. Uh, and, and I meant to mention that um, his distant cousin from Prithi Chan's descendant, Tirmal, was also, you know, Ram Rai went to visit him and he was at Kartarpur. Um, and said, uh, you know, put in a good word for me to my, to Guru Harai so that I can get back into his good books. So um, Gurbaksh and Tirmal, they're also conniving with each other because, you know, Tirmal is from the Prithichan clan, which thought that they should have had the guruship, so they thought maybe they can make an alliance <laughs> and, and try to get back as well. So that is going on in Delhi at the same time. And here's the most interesting thing. So Aurangzeb doesn't want to rock the boat. He really wants to, you know, he's being asked to choose which is the true uh, guru, uh, you know, after Guru Haraiji uh, by Ram Rai. But he doesn't want to rock the boat because suddenly all the elites of Delhi, as well as the poor, are all flocking towards Guru Haraiji, uh, Guru Haikrishanji. So Aurangzeb sends huge amount of gifts to the house of Raja Jasing for Guru Haikrishan. Saying, okay, we'll eventually meet, but in the meantime, here's gifts that I give to you. Immediately that day, Guru Haikrishan took all the gifts and put it outside the door and had everyone distributed to the poor. So <laughs> he didn't let it enter, enter the home or uh, accept it um, uh, from, from that perspective. So Aurangzeb, all that thing that he was trying to please Guru Harkrishan with, actually went to uh, um, to buy the langar for all of the uh, people of Delhi at that time. Now there's two schools of thought uh, with, with the different books that you, uh, different literature that you have. That Aurangzeb also came himself wanting to meet with the Guru, and the Guru shut the door and didn't allow Aurangzeb to meet, and Raja Jasing to avoid a political calamity, explain some issue, and, and Aurangzeb went away. But uh, again, no, I, I'm not going to be a judge of whether it's historically accurate or not. The point is there were many, many attempts by Ram Rai, by Aurangzeb himself, to have the guru 
uh, have a meeting with the Guru, but but it never ever occurred. Guru Saab stayed steadfast on his um, promise, or you know, based on the uh, last instruction of Guru Har Rai Ji, and uh, was never ever tempted to go and meet with Aurangzeb. He definitely um, spent most of his time while he was there in Delhi, serving, meeting meeting with all of the six and. When the um, when the diseases struck, so there are two. Uh, uh, both books are are consistent that there was both cholera as well as smallpox. So um, that those diseases hit Delhi pretty pretty bad, and in uh, both cases, Guru Krishn Saab, along with his sevadars, was constantly setting up the clinics in order to um, provide medicines, provide the water, clean water, uh, and uh, blessings to all of the, the patients that were going through that, that disease. Then it so happens uh, that one last attempt, uh, when it was becoming uh, very clear that Aurangzeb was then going to issue an order. When the order gets issued, then if the, if the summoner, the one who gets summoned, doesn't, doesn't heed it, then they get arrested. So it was very clear that that was about to happen. Um, and everyone was very, very concerned, all of the the elders uh, around Guru Harkrishnji. And Guru Harkrishnji said, come what may, I will not um, be meeting with Aurangzeb. And Aurangzeb also sent a letter through his son. And the only thing that Guru Harkrishnji wrote back in the letter was... Uh, a salok, sorry, from Guru Nanak in from Majkival, and uh, again, I'm I'm going to read the translation um, that uh, the Lord Singh has in his book. Of what avail eating? Of what avail dressing? If the true Lord, and this is the Lord Singh's writing, if the true Lord resides not in the heart, of what avail living on fruit? Of what avail lustily consuming butter, sugar, molasses, flour, and meat? Of what avail cushioned couches on which the rich recline and abandon themselves to the lustful indulgence and revelry? Of what use are our mighty armies? Of what avail are mace bearers and attendants and living in mansions of luxury? Without meditating on the true Nam, says Nanak, all power and wealth is transient. So Guru Harkrishnji asked Dargamal. Dargamal knew all the languages, so he told him to translate it into Persian for Aurangzeb. Um, so sent the original Gurmukhi plus the Persian, and that was sent back to Aurangzeb. Aurangzeb was said to have been affected by that. He did not uh, issue the summons, but Guru Saab knew that that would come eventually started uh, getting even more involved with the seva of the uh, those, those that were diseased in Delhi, knowing very well that he could catch it at any time. He eventually did. He caught uh, smallpox, and that is what uh, was the cause of, of his passing. I do want to mention two things now. Uh, number one is uh, what Professor Puran Singh writes about um, um, Guru Harkrishan Saab. Is, is, which is really, really amazing, that he, he grew uh, Professor Puran Singh, and then so Professor Puran Singh was in the early 1900s. These books that I'm quoting from, even though they're translations of the original manuscripts, they all have opinions. So uh, Talochan Singh, Sadbir Singh, and, and many others have, have opinions that they present. 
And the opinion is that Guru Hare Krishna's, you know, going and doing the seva of those diseased with smallpox, knowing very well that that could, you know, he could catch it because they're contagious, was in the nature of protest. Let me just read what, what he says. Um, At Delhi, though he was ordered many times to see the emperor, he persistently refused to do so. Finally, he fell ill in Delhi. This illness of Hare Krishna is to us, his disciples, in the nature of a protest. Uh, Lotan Singh says the same thing, and he quotes references from the old chroniclers to, to mention the same. The whole idea that Guru Sahib is Ashtam Balbira, uh, this comes from a text by one uh, Gurdas Singh in this case. He was a contemporary of Guru um, Guru Gomen Singh and uh, uh, Gurdas Singh in this case has, has said, Har Krishan Payo Ashtam Balbira Jini Pohonchu Dehli Tajio Sarida. So that, what that's saying is that then the eighth Guru, the, the Surma Guru, he came to Delhi to give up his body. So basically saying that that is to give up his body to and, and ensure, and then the, the quote goes on even further, that he will never uh, give vision or uh, have a vision of Aurangzeb. Very interestingly, um, our kind of scholars are presenting even Guru Hare Krishna's death, even though natural, as a result of doing his seva as a protest against you know, uh, uncanny sovereigns who are trying to usurp power either through, you know, economic, political, or religious power. And that's what Guru Hare Krishna's life really is, is teaching clarity of thought and how to, how to attack, you know, uh, how to counterattack things that are coming his way is what Professor Teja Singh says uh, the core value that Guru Hare Krishna espouses is that of clarity, clarity of thought. And uh, his whole life uh, was that. So I wanted to mention uh, that one. The second thing also um, that I've really, really um, subscribed to is the growth of the responsibility of the six around the Gurus, sorry, with Guru Nanak as really core, central, all the way probably till uh, Guru Arjan Sahib's time. But even Guru Arjan Sahib used to take counsel of the Sikhs of Delhi, uh, but he would make his decisions on his own. All the Gurus were making decisions, uh, them as the central decision point. But at Guru Hare Krishna Sahib's on dying hours, he gives the responsibility to the Sikhs to recognize their next Guru themselves. On, on uh, you know, he could have easily said, oh, Next guru is Guru Tegh Bahadur, who lives at this this place in in uh, Bakala, but no, he just said Baba Bakala. What what that's presenting in my mind is Guru Sahib give, uh, giving his six the uh, responsibility and the honor of choosing their next guru or recognizing their next guru, which is when we get into the story of Guru Tegh Bahadur, we can go into it further. But just remember, Baba means grand, uh, like grandfather right in in old old language even even nowadays and uh so there were other babas that were from the r- relations of of uh, uh guru tegh bahadur so the, there were sodis in uh, kiratpur back back home there were uh, you know the tirmals he was a, the, the baba kind of uh, relationship 
um, they were in Kartarpur and in Bakala, the only relative that was residing there that was in the Baba was Guru Tegh Bahadur. So it was left to Makkan Lubana and also uh, Dargamal. Dargamal was sent uh, and he kind of knew as well, but he came after Makkan Lubana to Bakala to do the actual ceremony of of giving all the responsibilities that, that uh, Guru Tegh Bahadurji needed. So uh, growth of responsibility as well as clarity of thought were the mainstays of Guru Hakrishna. Now, I like the core value of clarity because when you're young, you don't have any clarity. Everything is mm-hmm. mumble jumble to you. You're confused or you don't know the right thing. You don't know, you don't know what the right thing is. So you really can't do it. And you're just lost in your own, you know, five, uh, six year old world. So giving Guru Hakrishna Sahib the value of clarity here, it's pretty significant. I think, I think that's very cool to teach, uh, young children. Uh, even when I have kids, I'll be very cool to teach them uh, about being clear in what you want and being focused and not being, you know, not having like, not dilly-dallying, you know, just have a clear right. thought. Like, just like the Chote Saizad, they had a clear thought, you know, when they went into court. And Guru Krishnanji had this thought too. So it's not even, you don't have to even be Guru you, to have uh, clarity. You could even be Chote Saizad too and not be Guru. So... It's very cool. I mean, I learned a couple of new things today too, Indapreet. I really, really appreciate your research, man. It was it's it's awesome. Yeah, you you, you took away my my conclusion. That's exactly. <laughs> I was going to uh, compare the clarity or the, the the kind of way how to challenge the political, uh, you know, hegemony of the time, or even the religious hegemony of the time, was Guru Hakrishan. And, you know, uh, we all know this story, we say it, that the only thing that Mata Gujri told the Chote Sarjade before going to Wazir Khan's court is remember who you are, remember who, who, who's, whose family you're from or, or you know, who your um, ancestors are. And guess what? Guru Harkrishan Saab, by, if you do, you know, these worldly relations, I did the whole family tree earlier, he was the second cousin of the Chah Sahib Jade because <laughs> Guru Gobind Singh Sahib was his uncle, right? Uh, Guru Harai Ji and Guru Gobind Singh Ji were first cousins. So Guru Gobind Singh Ji's sons would be second cousins of Guru Hakrishan. These, the, the Chote Sahib Jade, before they went to Guru, uh, to Wazir Khan's Darbar, would probably have known the stories of Guru Hakrishan that was coming down through the family. And exactly same method, clarity of thought, saying if we if we are free today, what are we going to do? We're going to go, we're going to collect our six, come back and seek freedom uh, of Punjab again. So I, it was really the rule of Guru Harkishan that was within them that was also helping them, the, uh, the rule of all the gurus, right? And the Bani, uh, of course. But I, I really... Yeah, they were they were young. They were five and nine. Guru Harkrishan Saab was, you know, the age of guruship was five to nine. It's a phenomenal, um, you know, connection that I, probably not only I have made, but um, I haven't heard that connection being done much. Manpreet, you made it for me as well, which is which is great. And that's the story of Guru Harkrishan is how it inspires young Sikhs to be guru like. And Dipreet, I'm glad I'm starting to think like you. This is good. <laughs> And also, uh, be, before I let you go, ju- um, I just want to touch on this because this is uh, 
when we hear Guru Harkrishan yeah. Sahib's name, this is the time we always hear it, which is in Ardas, which is the line, Shriya Krishantaya, just dite sab dukh jai. So can you just touch on that before uh, we end on the podcast? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and this is one of my favorite uh, lines uh, because it's sung into a particular tune in the Gurdwaras of Delhi by, you know, you know, well-established Kirtaniya who know the, the traditions. At the end of their Kirtan, they'll always sing, Siri Hare Krishna Tiyaya Sab Dukh Jai And this was the 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 how Guru Gobind Singh Ji uh, uh, has attributed what Guru Hare Krishna's life was all about is that just the vision of Guru Hare Krishna would eradicate all forms of dukkha. It could be economic dukkha. It could be physical illnesses. It could be emotional illnesses or problems. It could be political and spiritual, you know, um, roadblocks of life. And this is exactly what Guru Hakushin did while he was at Kirtpur for two years, what he was at um, Delhi for all that long time. And um, he did it physically by by actually helping and doing the seva. He did it spiritually by speaking and also by just his vision and the way he used to carry himself with the intense pressure is what six to, to, till today remember and it is on our, our tips of our tongue so um, uh, the, the, if anyone gets a chance to listen to the way it's sung traditionally um, you know closing our eyes late at night and just remembering Siddhi Hare Krishna so Siddhi Hare Krishna just remembering the actions of Guru Hare Krishna Maharaj all our own and even all around us uh, any forms of dukkha get are dispelled are are eradicated it's a beautiful uh, rendering of of that we say, we say it of course in the das but singing it is even a much uh, blissful experience at least for me and the priest i always appreciate your time what a great podcast learned so much again on guru hakrishan sahib ji if any of the listeners have any questions, comments, concerns, please, you can reach out to me or Indipreet uh, through Twitter, or you can email us at info at sikri.org. Email us your questions. We'll definitely get back to you either through email or uh, on the podcast. Uh, once again, Indipreet, want to thank you for all your due diligence, your research, and time uh, for the 12 Guru Series. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Manpreet, and thanks to all your listeners as well. Uh, yeah, we would appreciate any kind of comments, questions to keep the discussion going. Thanks. Vaigujika Khalsa. Vaigujika Khalsa.